Happy anal August, guys. That's right. And to celebrate this month, um, no matter what month you are currently in, <laughs> I'm doing an episode on pegging, which is strapping on for women to penetrate men anally. Ah, oh, love is in the air. Okay, so adamandeve.com. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Go to adamandeve.com. You type in promo code SEXNERD, and you can get complimentary shipping, 50% off almost anything in the store, three free DVDs, and an extra something. Who knows what they'll throw in your box? I'm looking on their website. They've got a DVD from Tristan Terramino called The Expert Guide to Pegging. That right there is basically a $25 workshop in your home. So you can grab the DVD, and you can also go on there and get the Bend Over Beginning Harness Kit. It's about 100 bucks. It's got two silicone dills. They're a little short for pegging, but as a beginning kit, it's got everything you need. Uh, and also, for 40 bucks, you can do the strapless strap-on. It's called the Gal Pal, and it vibrates, and it's on the slender side, so that might be a good choice for pegging if that's what you so choose to do with your August or any time, really. And we'll talk about more equipment deeper in the show. So, again, go to adamandeve.com, type in promo code SEXNERD, and score yourself some pegging supplies or whatnot. Enjoy. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. All right, you naughties. A few things before we start the show. One, dates. I am coming at you East Coast next month, Boston. I'll be with you September 6th, New York City, September 12th, Philadelphia, September 17th, and Washington, D.C., September 22nd. I am hitting every single city with a podcast and a workshop. The podcasts are going to be friggin' ridiculous. It's basically an interactive podcast experience. I'm going to have a comedian, a sex expert, and I'm going to have you. And that means the chance to ask questions, hang out after. I can't even handle how much interaction. That's what I love about being in the room with people. They're just, you have so much fun. Anyway, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, please go to sexnerdsondra.com. Grab your tickets. Tickets are going really fast in some cities, so I highly recommend if you want to get out there, please bring your friends too. Spread the word. This is a great opportunity to build community and see who else is a sex nerd in the city that you live in. So anyway, all right. I also have to take a moment and honor the fact that this week on Twitter, I tweeted, hey guys, sexual would you rather? Let's play. I had a blast playing Would You Rather with you guys. Um, I have a few winners. You didn't know it was a contest, but there are winners. First of all, all right, winner of Biggest Sex Nerd goes to Burning Sham at Ghost Stabby. He asked, would you rather have one orgasm per minute for 10 minutes or 10 minutes of stimulation leading up to a giant orgasm? It's a good question. Winner of Most Disturbing goes to Max Lorenzo, at Maximus Lorenzo. Would you rather watch your parents fuck every day for an, a year or participate once? That was really difficult to answer. I did answer every single would you rather. I really didn't want to answer this one. So thanks, Max, for really 
stopping me in my tracks. Winner of my favorite Would You Rather is Kevin S. Mahoney at The Sagest. Would you rather be unable to climax without an LOL cat poster above the bed or without 80s cartoon theme songs playing? That was fun to think about. I think it was the most playful. And uh, I'll leave this one to you to figure out what would be best for you. All right. Thanks, guys, for playing. Uh, We have too much fun on Twitter and Facebook. It's redonk. So this episode is, as I said, all about strap-on sex for bending over your boyfriend. The term pegging was coined by Dan Savage, another a fellow podcaster and awesome human being. I do apologize. There are some sound issues as we were recording on a day. I didn't realize the Meltdown Comics open mic night changed evenings. So it got crazy downstairs. And I think the sound system got bumped up or something because it was it, it sounded like a full on concert was going on downstairs. So I apologize for that near the end, especially when it got all like feelings near the end of the episode, we suddenly it gets very metal. For anyone who isn't hasn't listened to the booty basics episode, really for anal sex play, you should listen to that episode first. Um, this is more of a specific behavior. It's a little bit, bit more advanced. So with that, enjoy. Sex monkeys! Hey, sex monkeys. I don't know why I have to scream it, but it feels like something I should scream. Um, this week, I have two people at the table um, to talk about a subject which is near and dear to many people's hearts. This is outside my comfort zone. It's an outside my comfort zone episode because I do not... Actively, I'm not an expert in pegging. I, f- I feel man enough to be able to say that. I am not an expert pegger. At the same time, I feel comfortable talking to people about butts and about strap-ons. But when the two come together, I am less confident in myself as a sex educator. And as a person, you know, I've done a little bit of pegging. I, I will admit that. <laughs> but I have plenty of, of space to, to explore. Like, it's, it's still a big world out there the butt on a man you know still still a big world so pegging before we get into it hello larkin (laughs) larkin tell us a little bit about yourself um well i work at the pleasure test with you that's right Although we don't talk, we don't work no, together anymore. Work together I'm, there, anymore. <laughs> I'm only there once a week, so. Um, but there were days when we used to. Those were good times. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to pegging, it's always something that I've really been extremely interested in, but have not had a lot of opportunities to really explore. I've I've gone to do it really only only once, I guess. Okay. It was pretty awesome. Um, but it was both of our first, it was like both of our first times. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know what I was doing. He was like, it, it was definitely, it was like, he he took that dick like a champ though. So I, <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, I am hoping to get to learn more. Okay. So this is an interesting episode as well because I, I, I haven't done an episode on how to be a sex educator. But this is going to be an interesting look into the behind the scenes of of research and how you put together a say workshop. Because what happened was, is that Larkin is learning how to be a teacher, and she was going to partner with a teacher um, to teach pegging, and that teacher couldn't do it. So I've stepped in, and I'm the second teacher now. And so it's hilarious because pegging has been something I've wanted to cover for a long time, and it's perfect because we have a super duper expert in the house, Ruby Ryder. Hello, welcome. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited. So bring it on. Who? You are an ass expert in my mind. I've seen your <laughs> website. Tell me everything. Um, your story. How I got what where you do? I am yeah. Um, what I usually say, and I'm going to say it again. I've always been pretty obsessed with asses, like from the beginning. Um, when I was like 15, 16 years old, my parents used to have the penthouse forum letters on the coffee table, which tells what? you I, I grew up in a fairly permissive household. And I would just turn straight to the anal section, just right on there. So I don't really remember a time when there was like this big epiphany of a moment when I realized that I could actually strap one on and do a guy. But suffice to say, whenever that got me, it never let go. And I've always been fantasizing it ever since then. So I wrote a lot of erotica about it, but I hid it away for years and years and years. From teen, te- even from your teens? Yeah. And like well, I would have sexual partners, and I would be... I put it in a category of different and wrong and weird, unfortunately, like a lot of us who have different sexual desires. So I would approach a sexual partner, and if they had any kind of a back off on it, I'd, I'd be like, oh, okay, okay, and I'd back off and not press the subject and not be persistent. Mm-hmm. So, after the end of my second sexually incompatible marriage... Oh, wow. (laughs) Which is a mouthful. I looked at my life and thought, okay, if not now, when? And I decided to go for it and jump in with both feet. Well, how long ago was that? It was... I'm 56 now, and it was when I turned 50. Okay, wow. Yeah. It's never too late. Oh, indeed. Indeed, indeed. So I put up a website, and I posted all of my pegging erotica on it, and I knew I had to have a blog. I knew I had to um, keep posting things on the blog and get some attention, and what I did was I just immersed myself in cruising all around the Internet and finding out everything I could about it. Wait a minute. (laughs) Six years ago, going through a divorce, you decide, if not now, then when? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that if you'd always been interested in ass, had you experienced being penetrated like in like, anal play on yourself? Or was it like the gateway of, of any anal play had not been uh, breached? I definitely experienced anal play myself. Um, it was something that was okay. It was it was kind of fun. It wasn't my favorite thing. Um, I also, at that time, when I made that realization that I really need to kind of embrace my kinks and everything, I realized that I'm definitely dominant. So it's always really been more of a leaning towards wanting to get on some other, you know, on the guy's ass. That was the deal. Ruby is so mellow. Like, she's, like, extra just, like... You know, she's wearing a freaking crystal and she's like got <laughs> Bach remedy, uh, you know, flower essence, to, like chill you out and stuff. Because we were all nervous before the, the recording. And, wait, and you're like, I just, I realize that I, I'm dominant. I just want to get on. So yeah. it's just it's a wonderful thing to hear because you're so cool. And then... Well, you know how that happened was I was, I've been a longtime fan of Dan Savage and I was listening to one of his podcasts and mm-hmm. he was uh, talking to a young woman who I can't even remember what her kink was. But he said, look, you know, it really pays to embrace your kinks because, you know, they're not going to go away. And whatever kink you have, you know, the Internet is made for finding people who share what you want. Mm -hmm. 
and and I think he told her something like, you know, if if you have a kink like you're you're submissive, well, you know, there's a dime a dozen guys out there that'll help you with that. But if it's a little more different, that's what the internet's made for. And so it was almost like he was talking to me. Um, like the one thing after intros, when you when you're going to teach a class, it's like okay, often it's what is the social implication of the behavior that that um, mm-hmm. everyone's there to talk about and learn about. So why would someone want to be pegged or peg? Like that's until I started doing it, I was a little like I don't. I don't understand when people say, like, ooh, the gender play of it, and, like, ooh, it's so twisted, and I didn't really get it. Like, I'm starting to get it, but I'm not fully getting it. Mm-hmm. Bring it on, Ruby. What do you think? Well, one of the first things I do when I teach is I counter all the myths and the misconceptions, because those are huge. And they're bigger in my generation than in yours, both of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still pretty big, because uh, hetero-identified males... Um, are still walking around in our society really spending a lot of time not trying not to be seen as gay. It's a really interesting thing. So unfortunately, there's a huge connection between anal male receptive anal sex and gay. Huge. And that's the first thing that needs to be countered. So I tell them a lot of different things, you know. Um, they did a study a while back and found out that actually only about 35 to 36 percent of gay men even have anal sex. So that's one of the first things. But also, you know, the act, the sexual activity, the, the part of your body that you enjoy having stimulated has absolutely no bearing on your gender preference or your orientation. Absolutely none. Mm. But it's a really, really strong connection. Super strong. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I like to say is, okay, so thinking that if a if a guy does this he's gay is as silly as thinking that if a lesbian gets fucked with a strap on she's straight ooh that's a good ooh i like that logic <laughs> mm-hmm. right there that's fun mm-hmm. i like that as a female body person who is enjoys receiving penetration anally you know every once in a while i get a little tush action mm-hmm. you know to turn around and do it to someone else is so it, it tells me so much about what the other person's going through. I mean, I realize that often it is in male female relationships, it is penetrator driven. Like, I want to do you in the ass, I want to do you, which is not always the case, but there is that, that dynamic. But to switch it around and be like, I want to do you in the ass, <laughs> it's really fun. And there's so much more to it than I thought. And it's a lot, and like physically, I get tired. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a whole other. <laughs> that is a whole other subject. But but I want to address the, the 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 thinking about that there's any pain involved um, because that's also a huge misconception. And here's why I think that happens. I think that there's a misconception that anal sex has to be painful because there's a f- you know most of the time your anal sex is going from man woman receptive, and unfortunately. There are far too few guys who have either attended, you know, Booty Basics or mm-hmm. something like that and really know what they're doing. Plus, I do believe exactly what you said about how it's really important to receive it, to really know how to give it. Yeah. And I get into all kinds of trouble on the Reddit boards <laughs> because I get in there and every once in a while I'll sneak onto like the, the Reddit sex board and there's always a guy there saying, 
I really want to do anal with my girlfriend and she won't do it, you know, and she's reluctant. And I say, offer her a trade. Tell her that you will let her do you in the ass with <laughs> something the same size at, as what you present with, because this is mm -hmm. an important part, if she'll let you do her. Oh my gosh, they flame me sometimes. Not always, but yeah. It's just, it's a difficult thing. But the are, pain, are guys ever like, oh, that's a really great idea. Thanks. Occasionally, awesome. occasionally <laughs> I'll get comments like, yeah, that's really fair. That's awesome. Yeah, I've I've talked to a couple, I don't know if you've run into this lurking of working with people that come in, but I've definitely talked to people where the woman's like, ah, I said only if I can do you. And then he was like, sure. Great. Like, they still, they're like, oh, I thought I got hoping. him that time, yeah. but then he was open to it. Yeah, hoping they would say no. But it does not have to be painful. It absolutely does not have to be painful. And everybody here at this table, I'm sure, knows that. No, not at all. No, it can be, I mean, it can be wildly pleasurable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the first, one of the first misconceptions, too. And so what happens then is because so many women have had bad experiences with anal, or have girlfriends who have had bad experiences with anal, then that word spreads around. And then when they get, if a man is coming to a woman, his woman, and saying, so I want you to do me with a strap on, one, sometimes one of the first things they think is, why would you want to do something that's that painful? Mm -hmm. What's up with that? And it's so, no, it's all about pleasure. It's or totally the, all about pleasure. Or the woman is afraid that their partner's secretly gay and that this is their gateway behavior. That's the biggest too. one. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but it's like still, it's it's when the, the partners were like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, you're not a man. They're just, they just want you to take over. That's part of it too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really hot. Um, have you mentored other strapper honors for pegging? Have you talked to a wide range of, of women that want to strap on? Well, sometimes, yeah, that's the people that come to my classes. I mean, I think a lot of the people that come to my classes are women who want to learn how to do it. Yeah. You. So, so through classes I have, but in terms of, you know, like a one-on-one -on -one or something like that, I'll, I'll do a lot of that through emails. People will send me questions. I'll answer on my podcast and stuff, but that's pretty much it i haven't like in person mm -hmm. definitely not live either not live You're just coaching with a little yeah, whistle yeah. i don't i don't do like live demonstrations either in my no. classes i always get asked about that oh that'd be kind of fun though on like a um one of those masturbation movies uh, like uh, the giant like steak just they're just big and the tray of ass tray of ass yeah, yeah if you're saying, that would, that'd be fun if you just like had that set up that you or the blow up guy it. i thought about that one Ooh, time. The oh. that's a really good idea you <laughs> totally need to do the blow up guy you know okay here's a confession all right i have one i've been too too embarrassed to use it it's like it just feels so weird to teach a class and have this huh. big blow up guy there but i think it would be cool because it would add an element of humor oh totally and that's one of the things about teaching is to get people laughing and get people engaged. It's Definitely. awesome. You have to name him. You know Midori? Midori she's I would a sex name educator. him the name of the no. Oh Midori's a sex educator <laughs> yeah, yeah. and when she teaches I don't remember if it's Felicia or Cunilingus, but for one of her classes she busts out a, a male sex doll <laughs> and it's so funny the way she or maybe on positions, but just the way she whips him around and does some things with him. <laughs> hilarious. Also fun as a floating toy in a pool. <laughs> Just FYI. Well, the one I have actually has like a dick that attaches to him. Oh, wow. And so it'd be really funny if he was in the pool with it sticking up. Like a, like a dildo? Or... You could do ring toss. Oh. You could totally do ring toss. Mm -hmm. What a prize. What about a lube? Okay. Um, 
I ask about the what you've observed in terms of women, because it generally is women wanting to strap on to penetrate someone else in, in, in the ass, generally a male partner. But also, I call it pegging if a female is pegging another female anally. It's mainly anal penetration. But just for the sake of this conversation, it'll be females on males, mm-hmm. you know, generally. Um, I love watching, like, because there's something about watching customers shop in an adult store Lurkin, have you have you seen like where people will circle and they don't want any help, but they just start to circle and kind of hang out near a place where they want. And you just know that that's probably what they're interested in, even though it took them half an hour to get to that spot. Yeah. And then have you noticed any patterns mm-hmm. about male female couples when they start like, floating around the strap on section? Um, I would say yeah, like you always see like the the guys like trying to find like the smallest. The smallest dildos that they yeah, can, yeah, yeah, if, it's yeah. like, if it's like their first time, because they always want to start off with like the tiniest little cocks, and or if they're totally down for the idea already, and they're excited by it, you know, it's like I then they get one. It's like I call it, you know, don't do that. You know, get the cock. Your eyes are bigger than your eyes. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Actually, like the 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 only pegging experience that I had was a. Uh, yeah, I like I got I got actually like a much bigger dick than I probably should have at the Tantus Adam. That's pretty big. That yeah. is that's large. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid above average. Yeah, type and he of... you know he'd ale- allegedly never had any, but he it just went. It was not that difficult to put in for, nice. for this one, but my my best friend uh, later said he he was he was sure that that person had had some kind of vegetable in there <laughs> what so, he's like, i'm sure he's had some kind of vegetable in there that is not as friendly why not flared base oh yeah oh duh sorry i meant <laughs> yeah. i thought you meant like yeah no no um <laughs> i don't know i just really don't want a zucchini stuck in my butt you know like that is, at least it's biodegradable and stuff but i don't know I'm the, just... it would probably take longer to digest than you'd want Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Zucchini. What I've noticed about, okay, watching heterosexual couples hover near dildos and strap-ons is one of my favorite things to do in an adult store because they're, they're real quiet. They whisper. Like, they whisper lower than anybody else can possibly whisper. <laughs> and there's no eye contact with any salesperson. And if like, I approach often, it will be, like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the, the female will be the only one to talk for a long time. And I find that really interesting. I mean, it's, it's, it can be obvious as to why there's a little bit of shame around it. But part of the fun is the game of, is this for a threesome? Are you, are, do, are you bringing another woman into the group? Or is this for <laughs> butt stuff? Like, what's this for? And it's, it's often if the guy isn't saying anything and looking down and kind of like, and she's doing all the talking. And I'm like, oh, what's up? Would you like? Like, I'm like, it's for his butt. But I don't really say that. I'm not going to put that out there. I was going to say, do you ask those questions? No. I mean, what I'll say is if, if it's like, oh, do you need a strap on? I'll go over and, and be like, oh, okay. Um, is this for uh, anal play, vaginal play? Mm-hmm. Um, because eventually we're going to have to match a dildo to this harness. And they're like, you know, mm-hmm. get a few things out of the way. Or is a male-bodied person wearing it? Because then there's testicles in the way. you got to right. figure, you know, we've got, we've got logistics here, people. <laughs> You just make like real accusatory eye contact with the the guy when you just stare ask at him. if it's for talk to her when staring at him. Anal. Uh. Uh, is it for anal? <laughs> well, you know the first 
the first time I wanted to teach a class, I knew this, this material backwards and forwards, and so I, I knew I could teach, and I really wanted to teach. So I live up in Ventura, and I went to one of the toy stores there, which shall remain unnamed. And well, you can say it if you want. No, and, and I asked her, I'd like to teach here. And she said, well, I'm not... Re and it's not like we hadn't met before, and I hadn't mm -hmm. shopped there before. And she said, you know, I don't really think that we have your demographic. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, but wait, you, you'll, you sell, you know, a beginner kit, right? Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, we can barely keep it on the shelf. I said, okay, well, then what's the problem? She said, well, but people come in and do exactly what you just said. They're really quiet. They're really shy. They don't talk about anything. She said, I don't, I don't think I could fill up a class. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Now, since then, what I have discovered is that's actually more of a reflection of how she runs her store than it is um, a reality because there's a different store that opened up, and we don't have any problem filling classes at all. But she hooked, yeah, she hooked me up with um, the local BDSM people who said, yeah, come on down, teach, no problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's, that was where I taught my very first class. Do it. Yeah, okay, when it comes to, okay, pegging porn. This is interesting. I oh, noticed, my God. It's like all dominatrix stuff. Like, ooh, yeah, take mm -hmm. it. Ooh, you. And it's, mm -hmm. have you watched any of this, Larkin? Mm -mm. It's That'll just... scare the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, no pun intended. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's another myth that it has to be messy. Yes. Or that's dirty. Um, are you are you a rampant, um, are you like really into like hygiene, um, are you into douching or is it more of a Douching but not enemas. Okay. So like so, a bulb, like just a small amount of water. Yeah, the bulb. And just rinse out the, the rectal canal, that's it. Because you really don't need to do the whole enema thing. And that's actually, you know, a lot of enemas are really not good for you. Okay. All right, cool. But yeah, that takes care of most of it. Absolutely. So that whole myth of it gets all messy and that you're kind of plowing through it is just so not reality. It's, I mean, nobody wants to do that. So does pegging have to go hand in hand with a VDSM? <laughs> no, definitely not. And in your experience, does it often go in hand in hand? You know, it can. And that's the thing is that there's all of these overlapping way cool fetish things. And... Um, one of the things that I did recently was I split my website. I, I didn't really split it. I made a new website because the original website that I have is still going strong, PeggingParadise.com, but then I made Pegging101.com. And the reason I did that is because there's so many people that want to find out about pegging, and I don't know what their kinks are, and I don't want to scare them off because there's absolutely a part of me that ha is into the BDSM stuff. So, like, now, on Pegging Paradise, I can let my freak flag fly. <laughs> but then I don't scare off the newbies at Pegging 101. I see. So a lot of times it does, but sometimes it doesn't at all, and there's just this wonderful, loving, vanilla, sensual couple. And all they want to do is just one more way to make love, and it's very sweet and lovely. So you're saying Pegging 101 is for the vanillas? Correct. And Pegging Paradise is for the chocolate. The freaks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the chocolates. Oh, 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 another pun? No. Oh, dear. Uh, not intended, uh. but it's just, it's part of the flavors. Mm -hmm. It's part of the flavors. Mm -hmm. you know, I can't help it if it ends up that way. Um, Lurkin, I don't know about you, but in preparation for this class, I made a date with one of my friends for pegging. <gasps> awesome. I tried so hard to make time for it with my boyfriend. We just didn't, it didn't happen. Oh, no? No, and... I'm pretty bummed about it. But two more days. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. <sighs> I know. I know. I was real... I don't know. He was, like, totally down, mm -hmm. but it just, like, all the, you know, errands and bullshit got in the way. 
didn't even get to get in his butt. <laughs> Pissed. It's all right. I'm not judging you. Because <laughs> Man. I, I know you know a ton about butt stuff and, and you know a ton about strap-ons. That's the thing is, like, I, I haven't done a, whole, a ton with strap-ons either. So, okay. yeah, so I'm really, I'm pretty nervous. You need to get you a blow-up doll. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just, like, and maybe this is something we can talk about. It's, like, I feel v- pretty limited in terms of, like, positions just mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. my build and my stamina, my, like, flexibility and mm-hmm. everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess, like, so that's something I haven't been able to experiment a lot with, um like positioning um i've only really found a couple that that worked the first time i used it um or like anytime i've had strap on sex um so that's an interesting topic let's Mm -hmm, talk about positions yeah um like what positions worked for you um i mean i think i think what ended up working the best was actually me just like laying down on my back and him getting on top facing me. Mm-hmm, that's perfect. Um, perfect. Yeah. That, that way, like, he had the most control and, um, and I didn't have to do anything. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> um, I call that, you could be a pillow princess. <laughs> that's a pillow princess. <laughs> but also, I mean, uh, as anything as long as, like, because also because I'm pretty tall, so, um, where I was like standing on the floor and then he was on the bed like him on his back worked and also like doggy style that was that worked too so can you talk about how you because you're tall mm-hmm. uh, how tall are you five five ten everybody how tall are you five eleven five eleven mm-hmm. I'm five two <laughs> so I'm on this date with with my friend Bob let's just say and he's about six feet tall and so and Pegging, he loves pegging, um, but he doesn't get to do it very much. Um, and, you know, we're friends. And, and so I knew that, like, hey, can we just, is that a thing? He's like, yes, let's do that. And so it was just <laughs> this really fun afternoon together. And it was, cra- it was like I was trying not to, to laugh, but the fact that him on his knees bent over, butt in the air, which is a lovely sight. Mm-hmm. But me on my knees, in between his legs, he still needs to bring down his butt at least another six inches or so for me to be able to get the dildo in him. Like, it's just like, I, no, no. And then at some point, it's like, I need a pillow. And then it's like, I got a pillow. But it's just that how you figure out how your bodies come together. It was just like, your butthole's near my chin. <laughs> well, and that's just it, because bodies are built so different. I mean, I, interestingly enough, I experienced that in the reverse because my legs are really, really long. That's the the best, you know, the, the longest part of me. And so I'm extraordinarily long from my knee to my hip. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm doggy style and receiving vaginal, mm-hmm. then, oh my God, if, if I'm dating a guy with, sh- with a short part of his body right there, I have to spread my legs so far. It just doesn't feel good anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like you're practically doing the splits. So I was kind of conscious of that when I started doing it from when like I'm the giver and I'm doing the pegging. And yeah, that's an, if you're going to do doggy, you have to kind of have similar length of legs. Oh, I see. Kind of. So you were talking about this lovely BBW woman I have sitting next to me. Larkin is talking about that. And there's some cool things to know about that. Um, one of the things is that when you buy a strap-on, uh, buy a longer one. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a, a good beginner's uh, um, length and width is like six inches maybe by an inch and a quarter. But if 
you're bigger by by a seven inch because that makes up for that yeah i did i have found um a dildo that that works pretty well for me it's like thin and really long um nice. so that one works well but but that laying on your back position you know and i call it cowboy because it's mm. not cowgirl anymore it's cowboy mm-hmm. Cow- uh, that be cow person <laughs> <laughs> if we're politically gender correct or genderless correct or whatever <laughs> it feels something like cow person cow person <laughs> like, moo. um it might be misunderstood yeah just say yeehaw hold on tight but that's the perfect position for people just starting out because not a lot of skill is required. Okay, because you mentioned getting tired. Oh my gosh, that's huge. Yeah. There is an incredibly steep learning curve. We don't have dicks. We're not born with them. We don't know how to work them. We don't have the strength or the endurance or the multitasking or the grace or the balance until we practice. And practicing is really fun. So it's not all this daunting thing. It's really cool. But at the same time, the learning curve is very steep. So the first time, yeah, lay on your back. That way he can control the depth and, and you know, the speed and the angle and everything. And it's really fun. Plus, you can you can still, his dick is right there. So you can play with it while yeah. he's, he's going for it. That, see, and I, that's also something I have trouble with because of my size being able to reach around and, mm-hmm. and get the dick. And that sucks. Like, I want to be able to... You know what I found? Do it. You just did, okay, when she said reach around, like if you're in doggy style position, you have to reach around to get mm-hmm. to the penis. Um, I was found just naturally, I just reached straight down uh, between my thigh and in, in, be, no, just like right. No, girl, that, that wouldn't work for me. Really? It was like Mm-mm. forearm, even with a really long dildo, was it giving yourself a little bit of room? N- no. So. Uh, it's just too much. Okay, it's too happening. much. For me, too much awesome. So that's yeah, that's why. But I mean, that's why like, um, you know, like on on their on them on their back mm-hmm. would work really well for me, mm-hmm. I, or it it did. So right. I think that I think that might be the way. Yeah, them on their back with their go. legs up. That's actually do. that requires a lot of strength and endurance. It's one of the trickier positions. Is like I call it pseudo missionary. Uh, man on back, knees near chest, yep. so they're kind of mm-hmm. curled up in a little ball. Mm-hmm. Oh so cute when they do that and then you get to watch everything yeah. that and that's the thing about those face-to-face positions is there's so much intimacy yeah and that's actually a huge huge part of pegging is intimacy yeah. my friend who who's into pegging like he liked doggy style but when we turned around because i'm also finding that when the receiver is in control and on top um they can they just there's less discomfort sometimes. Um, so that was a great face-to-face position. And then eventually on his back with his knees up. But, but he was saying, like, I just, there's something so hot because I'm, as a hot woman, you know, breasts, hair, all, just all the femi stuff that you're into. And then you're also, they're also inside you. It's just this mind fog that you just can't mm-hmm. get over. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, what I was getting. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was really cool. It's just like, <laughs> you're so beautiful and you're fucking me <laughs> I, can't even. I love that Damn. yeah yeah i felt pretty i felt pretty stellar that's why when some women are all worried about um oh it's going to compromise my femininity if i strap one on you know oh my god first of all i tell them okay look if your guy approached you about this he is dreaming about you wearing this okay <laughs> and in the words of one guy that wrote me on a website he said you know uh, excuse me but i like breasts with my strap on mm-hmm. you know 
And that's just it. They want that lovely female woman thing, and they want to get fucked. Yeah. And there you go. I feel guilty in that the people at this table are all the doers of pegging, <laughs> not the receivers of pegging, um, generally. Um, I mean, unless we're, I haven't, I haven't outed anyone in case you... Has anyone received anally a strap on? Um, yeah, for like, for like a second. Oh, yeah. um, Ooh, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't really want to, and I kind of let him talk me into it. He was like, "Oh, just a tip," and I was like, "Oh man," because like I don't know why I let him do it. And then, and then it, and then it hurt really bad because my butt didn't want it, and I got super, super pissed. You're just not in the nail mood. You're like, no. No. Oh, so you had one of those experiences. Oh, that's yeah. such a bummer. No, and I knew, I knew, I knew better, too. But what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I had a plug-in. So, it sh- like, it was purely because I didn't want to. It wasn't mm. like my butt mm-hmm. was not physically able to. It was just like my heart wasn't in it. Yeah. And my butt was like, nah. <laughs> not right now. Um, so yeah, who generally be? I mean, that totally sucks. Um, but you know, <laughs> but that's how we learn. That's how we learn about our bodies. Yeah. And you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we make mistakes, and as long as you learn from your mistakes and don't keep doing the mistakes, mm-hmm. that's the problem in relationships and in sex. But um, the fact that we don't have any men at the table who like to receive, mm-hmm. I regret that. But also, I love the fact that we're all the doers and we can all kind of trade secrets. It's kind of fun. Um, but I definitely expect to have some pegger, pegging receiver dudes on at some point. So don't you worry, guys. You'll be represented as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, like everybody's on vacation and working and stuff. And we're getting like, ready for Burning Man. Right. Good grief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm surprised at how many hetero-identified guys who are awesome, super masculine, fun, open-minded, and tell me secretly that, yeah, I'm definitely into that. Like, really Mm -hmm. into that. I can't tell you how many letters I get all the time. And the thing is, is, you know, in this journey, one of the things, you know, that I know that you're big on is, like, you know, communicate with your partner. Tell them what you want. And if only it were that easy, because there's so much connected with a guy telling his woman that he really wants this, and there's so much fear there that they're more comfortable writing me on a website Mm -hmm. letters about it than they are telling their partner. Mm -hmm. So it's a tough line to step over for a guy. It is. Because they can get judged in so many different ways by their partner, by anybody who might find out. And there's worst-case scenarios, and I've heard about those, too. She up and leaves. Mm-hmm. It's so scary to think of stuff like that when you have so much invested in a relationship. So as a you know, mistress of the night, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> as mistress a pegging, of the strap on. As a, yeah, as a pegging expert, what do you feel like we, we have to go over in this class? Like, what you'd be... Like, I don't want a spanking from Ruby, so uh, like, verbal <laughs> or otherwise. Just like, so what do we need to cover for sure? I mean, because I mean, we've got, like, positions and warming up the butt and, and, and choosing your strap-on, you're choosing your dildo, that kind of thing. Um, I think in the, in the realm of the actual penetration stuff, I'm a little fuzzy in terms of techniques. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I know what my butt likes. I know what people anally like generally. But in terms of, like, getting the prostate, I'm, I'm a little bit fuzzy on that. Mm-hmm. So that's my area. Um, Larkin, anything particular that's fuzzy that specifically you're like, I'm going to have a problem with that section? 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just all. I'm just like right you've now. You've had a long day, huh? Yeah. Well, and also <laughs> I always just get like in a super panic before all of my workshops. I'm like, I don't know anything. No, but because Larkin is the sassiest. <laughs> I mean, like, mm, girl, you heard a little bit of it. And then when she gets nervous, she's just like, hey, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> It's true. It's really cute. Um, well, what do you think? Part of teaching that class is reassuring people. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you want to reassure them about is that it can be done cleanly and tell them how to do that. Mm-hmm. So make sure you include that one. Um, you want to include safety, too, and um, you know, you want to tell them things like if you see any blood at all, you stop. You know, if it hurts, you stop. If it feels sore, you stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the basics of, of like what your booty basics would be, Sandra, would be, you know, the usual anal rules. But um, you also, you want to tell them, okay, you want to tell the women who are there, how important it is that if their guy is asking for this, not to out them. There, there's this huge trust thing that happens with the guys, and that's why so few of them are afraid or are okay with it. They're, most of them are afraid to ask for this is because the first thing they think of is, okay, if she says no or if we, if we even if it, it goes awesome and then she fucks me and I love it, you know, what if we break up? She can tell all my friends. Oh. This is huge in guys' world. It really is. That's true. So you never, ever, ever out your guys unless they're totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. But let's see. One of the things I see overlooked the most when I hear people talking about their first experiences, and so this is what I've come to believe is really important in classes, is to, it, to do the exploration slowly. And what I mean by that is, you know, you get so excited, and you go, oh, I want a pig, and, and you're with your partner, and you go and you shop for the stuff, and then you go home and you do it. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about this alternatively. Think about, especially if you haven't done a whole lot of anal play, you know, she uses her fingers at first. She, she's, she checks out a map of where the prostate is so she knows where it is. She keeps in communication with her partner and says, okay, how does this feel? Is this, do you think I'm, I'm touching it? Am I touching it? And, and when you do that mm-hmm. and explore with your fingers, you want the guy to be really turned on first because then you can feel it better you can you can feel where it is because it starts to swell and so my whole point in doing all this and taking it really slowly and then graduating from there to a toy a handheld toy not a strapped on toy would be that your learning curve starts there because then when you actually strap it on then you're going to kind of know where it is you're going to kind of know what uh, rhythm he likes what direction he likes and you're going to try and duplicate that as opposed to just boom from the word go you're don't know what you're doing it's a fantastic point like an excellent point because i did kind of jump on just for the sake of research and <laughs> you know some <clears throat> a lovely day with my friend yeah. and i was kind of like i don't really know what your butt likes i don't know where your prostate is mm-hmm. and i was yeah, I was a little bit golf oriented that day. Yeah. I didn't, didn't feel right. Yeah, me too. With my with my guy, because I was like, yeah, like before getting ready for the for the workshop, I'm like, yeah, I got to get up in your butt. Like, sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> the life of a. Do you, know how many, do you know how many guys out there would be going? Don't say you're sorry. Just do it. Just do it. No, <laughs> no, he, he's not. He's he's totally down. It's just we haven't done a ton of butt play before, so. 
puts the pressure on. Yeah, yeah and I and I know and I know better than to be goal oriented, but we got this friggin' deadline, so <laughs> I need to make this happen. We could, you know, I could warm warm it up real good, but I need to get in it. <laughs> well, sometimes what I find is that the guys who have had anal play, even like played with dildos in their ass and things fairly decent sized. Mm-hmm. And maybe had a little bit of pegging, but not a lot, mm-hmm. or maybe none. That when I get with guys like that, they say, oh my gosh, you do so much more warm-up than I do for myself. And actually, that was really, really nice. So, you know. What's your warm-up? Like, I do a lot of, like, massage, like, a lot of pressure and, and a lot of just sphincter play. I mean, like, let's get started with the back. I'm side. into rimming. Mm. Oh, yeah. right. she's a little eyebrow thing. <laughs> I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love receiving it and giving it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I can't think of anything better than a nice, warm, wet tongue in an ass to have somebody backing up against you. I mean, that, and that is what you want. You, what you want is for them to like be backing up, going, give me more, give me more. <laughs> right. You want the butt to be seeking you out. Yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, along those lines, a little bit at a time, kind of teasing, draw it way out with your fingers and everything. You can do toys if you want. But, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> it happens. It happens, guys. What can I say? I know. But that's, that's the longer. I think it's better to err on the side of too much foreplay. Right. Because then maybe your partner's going, dude, stick it in there. I'm ready. Well, that's great because then you know. Yeah. You know, as opposed to rushing it. Yeah, definitely. It's mm. very easy to rush it. Very. Because it's right there in front of you and it's so gorgeous and you just want to fuck it. That's what happens to me. Yeah. Like, when people, have you ever watched someone who it's their first time strapping it on with someone? Mm-hmm. You ever watched that? Like, have you seen it? Have you ever seen that? It is so much fun. At least. In the experiences I've seen seeing that, it's like they get like, oh my god, I get to use my strap on, and then like, and they put it on, and they're like, oh, you know, and usually it's like amongst friends, and then they're like, kind of do it again, and they're just like, yeah, and it's just funny because, and I got this at first where you just kind of want to get in there and just like pound away, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I am the fucker now, <laughs> bitches, you know, um, but. That doesn't necessarily lend itself to excellent pleasuring. It's more just like, this is about me. I get to fuck you. And the person's like, ah, great. <laughs> you know? Tell me when you're done because this is not what I need. <laughs> right. Um, so in terms of techniques, once you're inside the body, especially if it's a guy and there's a prostate involved, I mean, do you tend to try and – I guess Ruby – it sounds like you wouldn't just jump to that anyway. You would have played already and kind of figured out what they like. If they like a lot of prostate play, if they want just they like the fullness feeling or the movement. So you've already got a sense of that before the strapping on. Yeah, because all guys are different. That's just the thing. There is no there's no magic bullet for this. There's no magic. <sighs> okay, you do this and this and this. I know. <laughs> damn it. So, again, we are doing communication. That's what happens. So when you're with your guy, whether you're in the warm-up period and you're doing using fingers and maybe small toys and stuff like that. You're always talking. And then when you strap it on, you know, try different stuff out. You know, do long strokes really slow. Do fast ones and short and not all the way in. And say, you know, what does this feel like? And he'll tell you what feels the best, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But keep those communication lines open. That's the best part. Because then you know. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for avoiding the dill popping out? 
Oh, good one. Because that's always like, or because I feel like that that's always embarrassing when you think you're fucking some somebody's hole <laughs> and you're not at that all. Is, you're yes. out in space somewhere. That's <laughs> very embarrassing. <laughs> Been there, done that one. <laughs> Um, two things about that. One is that the longer one helps mm-hmm. um, because with the longer one, it doesn't limit you in terms of positions as much because when you really start thrusting away, um, that's what happens is it'll come out. Right. Um, I remember having an interaction with Strap-on Joe. Strap-on Joe? Strap on Joe? Who's that? Strap-on Joe is this amazing woman who goes around the country fucking guys. I swear <laughs> to God. Is that her job? I swear to God. Straponjoe.com. Strap wow. Okay. She knows her stuff. And she was talking about how this one beginner kit was too short because it really limits your ability to do different positions and to really get into the thrusting if it's too short because it falls out. Are you talking about the Tantus beginning kit? Mm-hmm. That's exactly the silks are pretty short, yep. yeah. I find. Yeah. Yep, the intermediate kit is the best one. Yeah. Okay. The other factor that can really help you with this is the double enders. And the reason that helps you is because you've got that bulb end in you. Mm-hmm. So you've got a little more tactile feedback. Yeah. Oh. So you yeah, yeah. know when it comes out. Sorry, I imagine when you said double enders, the straight dildos. You're oh, yeah, talking the about jelly worms? No. The no. ones that have a, a bit of an L shape and a small bulb for the That's person correct. wearing it. And then, so mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to strap on with it, but it is helpful for you security. You do. You do. Please let me emphasize that as much as I possibly can. <laughs> Fieldos, the fun fact you share, all those L-shaped. Um, mm-hmm. And my favorite, the Happy Valley Tango. Um, you, oh. Yeah, it's a new one, but it's really mm-hmm. nice. So uh, this is another thing that happens is I get a whole bunch of mail from people who uh, want, pe- people who get the doubles to start with. And the reason that people get doubles to start with is because the guys are all, really really programmed to give women pleasure and so the prospect of them laying back and just receiving kind of freaks them out a little bit and so you hear this over and over again um, I want her to get something out of it too Mm. and so they end up getting the double in my opinion starting off with a double is like starting off with an advanced toy okay Um, you really need to get your movements and your grace and your balance and your strength and all of that down first before you do the doubles and sometimes when you start off with a double it's just uh, so much frustration that the woman bails and says, like, this mm. isn't any fun for me. Why is it frustrating? Now, I've only used a Fun Factory share a few times mm-hmm. a while ago. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting shape because it goes in vaginally as a bulb and then drops out and then kind of pokes out and, and presents itself like a penis on, mm-hmm. on, on a woman. Um, but it falls out unless you strap it on, mm-hmm. uh, generally. So, but... If they're strapping it on, and so that just means that behind the strap on, like the ring that's holding it against your body, you've just got this awesome little extra something inside you. Why is that frustrating? Like, why is that an extra thing? Part of the reason it's frustrating is because the learning curve is so steep that there's a lot to think about. Mm -hmm. And when you're feeling pressure from your guy to get off too, it's Mm -hmm. not a good formula. Mm -hmm. It's not a good formula. There's this, so honey, you know, and this expectation thing. It would be lovely if all the guys out there could just let that go and let that come, (laughs) pun intended, when it does. Mm -hmm. Because there's a bunch of different ways to come when Mm -hmm. you're pegging a guy. And a lot of it has to do with equipment stuff. Okay, I'm curious. Now, because, okay, I would love to, like, I don't know about you, but I would love to talk about how the wearer can uh, experience pleasure. Um, I have my ideas, but I packed and played for the first time 
to go over to this date. And what? I did not use a dildo that's designed to pack and play. I mean, it's on the thinner side. It's from, I think it was a Happy Valley silicone toy. It's just, I mean, there's just so many different brands. But super boner town. And I was wearing <laughs> these big cargo pants. And so I just had this, like, I was trying I was trying to stick it under my shorts, like, like under my belt to kind of, like, hold it in place. But it just was not flexible enough to do that. And so, like, instead I kind of moved the strap on down so that it was kind of aligned with my legs, which just kind of poked near my knee. You know, that kind of thing where it's like, I'm just, you can't quite tell I have a boner, but I totally have a boner. Um, and then I ended up, by the time I got there, I was driving for a half an hour to get to my friend's house. And, like, I already could feel, like, a mild bruise, like, forming on no. my pelvic bone oh, no. from the pressure of this awkward base being shoved against my whatnots. So, anyway, in terms of pleasure, oh, and... Oh, snap. It had a hole in it for the bullet, mm-hmm. right? Because you get this little bullet in a lot of... The, when they, the dildo has holes, and then they'll, it'll vibrate. But we didn't want to use the vibrator at first. We just wanted to kind of keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. Don't, and But, dude, guys. It kept turning on, like... You know, thrust, 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 bzz, 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 <laughs> and it was a three-speed bullet, so oh, then it was no. just like, higher, higher, off, higher, 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 off, you know? Uh-huh. And I was like, this is not okay. And then I kept putting, you know, and I kept trying to turn it off, and like, I was laughing because this is it's, so not sophisticated what terrible. I'm doing. But anyway, this is not, Ruby, what do I do? <laughs> well, first of all, when you want to pack and play, wait until you get there and sit in your car where no one can see you because you know you can't see that level of you when you're in your car and then put it in the harness when you get there sitting in your car as opposed to driving for half an hour that's my first suggestion and then (laughs) when you have other you know it's it's interesting I'm, i'm wondering what kind of toy that you had that it turned on and off a whole bunch because um if it was one of the Happy Valley ones, was it one of the Fuse toys? I don't know. This, is, this is an older model. Hmm. I don't know. But I feel like a lot of the silicone dildos, no matter what the brand, the holes to hold the vibrator, I really, listener, I realize we're talking shop here. Yeah, I, but at the same time, there are a lot of logistics around equipment. And this mm-hmm. is an equipment heavy type of play. So these are things to consider. Oh, okay. FYI. But a lot of the holes in dildos tend to be shallow where the bullet button is right near the opening of the base. Got it. I'm realizing that's a design flaw, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. yeah, so you're talking about a regular flare base silicone dildo, and then they've got the hole in the bottom of it, and you can put a bullet in there, and, you know, ostensibly it's supposed to give you a fair amount of pleasure, or him, I mean, because it's kind of tickling the outside of his anus and stuff, but some women can get off on that. Yeah, that would turn it off and on if it wasn't... Um, pushed in far enough and then the problem if you push it in far enough is how to get it out out. well i can work some silicone real hard when it comes to getting the thing out like (laughs) i was pushing that deep in that hole Mm -hmm. uh well and then i pushed it in the hole there's Mm -hmm. lots of holes going in here so (laughs) so many so many holes so what would you suggest in terms of um excellent equipment Mm -hmm. dildo that fits in the harness harness that fits on the body Mm -hmm. Uh, pleasure ideas for the wear um, and then maybe some stroke techniques or like how some neat things you've found to, to pleasure a guy. Those are some things that I would just like to cover just to make sure we, we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that we've got an expert here, might as well. So harnesses. Um, the two favorite kinds of harnesses that I like are, 
One is purely for comfort and efficiency, and that would be the spare parts harness. Okay. The Jacques. Um, it's cute. It's pretty, too. But um, at the same time, there is no more comfortable harness. Plus, it's really cool because when you're done with it, you just throw it in the laundry. Yeah. It's awesome. It's nylon. It's really nice material. Mm -hmm. um, and there's two little pockets. Actually, there are pockets inside the strap-on. There are. And that's actually something that some women love. There are two pockets in the back of the... the um, fabric part that can hold bullets I don't really like those mm -hmm. um, and I know some women do but I don't like them because when I'm thrusting against a guy I don't want a little hard bullet there mm. it's no fun for me um, it can cause bruising and stuff so the only time that I really enjoyed and I'm just talking for me some women are different but the only time I really enjoyed vibrations or when I have a double but but you mentioned okay huh. pleasure for the guys some guys like buzzy things in their butt, and some guys don't. So um, some guys, it sort of tends to numb things out. Mm -hmm. And um, some guys love it and want it. So for them, you know, if you start off with the flare-based dildo and you have one that's got a vibe in it, um, you know, if that's what they like, stick it in there. Mm -hmm. And if not, leave it out. Um, okay, but I just remembered something that, <gasps> that I want to remind you about that's really important when you teach. Um, one of the things that's important for both parties to know is that when a guy's getting pegged, it, um, his state of erection is not a, a sign of how much pleasure he's having. Mm. Because so many people freak out about that, especially women. Yeah. The guys really don't. Because I mean, if a guy's, if a, like he's not hard and he's ha in, but it still feels incredible, it feels incredible. Yeah. So that's cool. But the woman, you know, who we're, we're all like, "Are you okay?" Like you said before, Sandra, "Are you okay? Is this all right? Right? Are you? Where's is your this boner? Your boner tells me when I'm being good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so what I tell women is, you know, don't worry about it. Some guys have boners that come and go. Some guys are hard the whole time. Mm -hmm. <gasps> I had a guy like that recently. Oh, my God. His, he, it was almost like a switch in his ass. You put anything in his ass and boom, he's hard as a freaking rock. <laughs> it was amazing. That was quite delightful. But And some guys never get hard. No. Is, have you experienced um, when you're pegging a guy, uh, them ejaculating or having a prostate orgasm? Yes. Yes. Does that make you feel like a rock star? Yes. yes. <laughs> Although I feel like there's no pressure, but inside I'm like... I've never done that. Mm -hmm. but I feel mm -hmm. like it's it's something on the horizon. I'd like to. Uh, I hate to say it's like an achievement I want to unlock because unlock, it's not like I'm counting on it. But if it, <laughs> achievement when, unlock. You're if such a and geek. or when <laughs> that were to happen, I know I'll be high fiving myself inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, how do you do that? Tell me everything. I, I want to know. I just like, is it something that just accidentally happens? Is it something you know about an angle? Like you just you're like, okay, if if you're like a guy says. You know, I think I've been pegged before. I enjoy it. I like the fullness. I like the movement. But I'd like to experience more prostate stimulation and possibly ejaculation. How would you work with that person to get there? One of the first things I'd do is to get a curved toy. Okay. Um, and if I knew from having played with him before that he liked pretty firm pleasure on his prostate, I'd get a firmer toy. Um, like some of the ones that are supposed to be more skin-like or softer so they're not going to put a lot mm -hmm. of pressure on it. it. You know, first you have to know what, what really gets the guy off. Some guys get off on girth, and so you're going to want a wide toy, and that's the one thing that will send them over the edge. Another huge factor is relaxation. 
So um, ideally, you want them as relaxed as possible. Now, my favorite position for relaxation, total, total guy relaxation, mm -hmm. is kind of expensive. It's a swing. <laughs> they, oh. oh, my God, they rock. They rock. I mean, literally and figuratively. Sex swing? Yeah. I feel like, are the straps thick enough that you're not uncomfortable if there's a bunch of pressure on your, your leg? I've never been in a sex swing. It's something... I have a lot of things still left to be explored, guys. It's a, life, well, a lifelong sex nerdery. The but. one that I used was set up by a good friend of mine in a private dungeon, mm -hmm. and it was such that you could adjust it infinitely. Um, so depending on how long your legs are and all that kind of thing, you could make the top of the, the head end um, higher than the... the feet end or vice versa and there were like little straps for your ankles so it was really really a very comfortable thing but suffice to say from that description it allowed the guy to just totally lay there and completely relax mm -hmm. um so no okay how do you get there well first of all a guy having a prostate orgasm in my estimation because certainly there's no statistics on this happens as often as a woman having a g-spot orgasm so first of all there's you know there's a lot of guys out there that aren't going to be able to do it mm -hmm. but to get there okay you want the curve in the dildo and you want the dildo to be facing the right direction that's so important <laughs> yeah we flipped over and i'd be like i'd have to dig into my strap on because um <laughs> it was it was a spare parts brand one where there's this little like fold over and, mm -hmm. I was, and the dildo had balls so it was i was getting caught <laughs> on all the flaps to try and move it so it was just like mm -hmm. i'm just working with my balls but bro you know <laughs> trying to get it but to get the curve the right way Ooh, okay. there's something happening downstairs so that sound you hear is totally like the start of meltdown's evening performance i'm not sure what it is but yes okay getting back to it um so yes to get a guy off so we got the curve toy we got oh the ex sex swing as an expensive option for total relaxation mm -hmm. um what else um you want to have a fair amount of stamina because sometimes it's going to take a while. But, you know, one of the things I mentioned was multitasking. Okay. Here, here's how guys multitask. When they fuck us, here's what they do. They, like, stroke and they watch. So they watch you to find out how you're reacting to what they're doing. And that gives them all kinds of information about um, how, you know, to continue that or back off a little bit. And mm -hmm. it's this dance that you learn how to do. You know, it's so individual that it's hard to really describe, okay, this is one way. There's lots of little tricks you can do. But at the same time, um, it's, yeah, you do have to have that stamina. You do have to have the endurance. Because sometimes a guy, you can fuck him for like half an hour and then finally he'll get off. Some guys also, they don't want their penis touched at all huh. when you're fucking them. Because it's a different kind of pleasure. I mean, one of the things I think that a lot of guys uh, that gets them interested in pegging is the whole thing about, okay, combined prostate stimulation and penis stimulation yeah. can give them an orgasm that is about, all guys describe this, about 10 times as powerful as a normal one. So if they don't think that they want to try it, I'm like, okay, so check that out and, you know, try and live the rest of your life without mm -hmm. checking it out, you know, without trying that because, mm -hmm. you know, can you really walk away from that? <laughs> Um, now, can stroking the dick, does that sometimes make the butthole close up a little bit? I feel like I've heard that. Like, really? I, I, I feel like I'm I heard not. someone tell me once like that you shouldn't touch the cock when you're trying to put your dildo cock in them. Like, I, you shouldn't try and jerk someone off while you're 
while you're attempting I've never a heard thing that. to insert. I haven't done that research specifically. Ruby, okay. have you experienced that? I've had a couple of guys who work that way. And they were kind of surprised when I said, well, not every guy works that way, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, they kind of needed to not be hard to be entered anally. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really want me to play with their penis when I was fucking them. Mm-hmm. Um, just because exactly that. Mm. It's sort of they, they felt like it would like tighten up too much and then it would be uncomfortable. Oh my God. There's so much happening downstairs. <laughs> Can you guys get closer to your mics? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll do. Um, a guy really needs to be acquainted with his own ass. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is really important. So if the only ass prostate play stimulation that he's getting is when you peg him, you know, he needs to have like more than that because that will get him used to those sensations and kind of tuning in with them. It's it's like the G-spot stuff. For me, you know, interestingly enough, in this last five years, that was the first time I was introduced to G-spot stuff. It was totally, totally awesome. And I played around with it a lot myself with toys and stuff so that I could tune into how my body works. And it's great when guys will do that as opposed to just like, oh, my ass is this place that feels really good when she touches it, but I don't want to touch it. You right, know? right, right. you got to do your own work. Yeah, and then yeah. like the Aneros thing, you know, those toys. Well, hands-free prostate massagers, like have your, have your tools to, mm-hmm. to explore your ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you, have you ever found that, because um, I wondered if like when, you know, when we talk about G-spotting, like a lot of times we'll we'll let people know like, oh, you know, when you first start G-spotting, sometimes it's going to feel like you have to pee. Does that happen with prostate stimulation too? It does have that same feel to it you know sometimes guys it's it has that same like if you if if you've had your g-spot stimulated and you get the p thing and you get the intense thing then sometimes for me i just have to stop at a certain point it's like it feels really really good and okay it's like stop and some guys definitely have that reaction okay but while we're talking about that um another really important thing doesn't happen all necessarily all that often but it can happen and it's important that people know this for women, when they first get their G-spot stimulated, it's not that uncommon, especially like if you're my age, to have an emotional reaction mm. the yeah. first time you get your G-spot stimulated. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the first time that happened to me, I was totally in tears. Yeah, me too. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. I am dead inside. <laughs> no. Well, it, no, not all women go through it. But, you know, I was really fortunate because the guy who introduced me to G-spot stimulation, he handled it just as perfectly as you could possibly imagine. He just looked up at me. He saw the tears. He stopped what he was doing, came up to the top of the bed, took me in his arms, and said, just let it out, honey. Oh, I know. That's and, a, that's and you know, because nice. whenever anybody has, like, an emotional reaction, well, okay, let me just speak from the me. <laughs> when I have an emotional reaction, I make a determination whether or not it's safe, kind of. It's a good time to let all those tears out and just go for it, you know, sort of emotionally purge. Yeah. And he made it safe. Yeah. You know, he just held me until I cried and then I was done. And he said, so what was that? And I said, I have no idea. And thankfully, it did not dissuade him from further G-spot exploration as we went along. Okay, that whole story I told you because um, men, the same thing can happen with men. Mm Mm-hmm. So they can get really emotional. It's almost like you're touching this deep core part yeah. of them, and it's really intense sometimes. And especially if you have like an intimate relationship with them already, it can be very, very deep and intimate. So if that happens, all you women out there listening, if that happens, handle it as well as my guy did, my ex back then. 
Yeah. I'm surprised. My first reaction would be like, oh, my God, what did I do? Well, yeah. And, you know, you don't really have to go there. It's sort of like that whole thing of, okay, the best way to handle a woman's tears, what I tell guys, is just, just say, oh, honey, come here, you know, and just open up your arms and hold her and let her cry. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to explore it. You don't have to take blame. You don't have to ask why it's happening. Just hold her and let her cry. Mm. That's it. It's difficult sometimes for women because um, we're, we still haven't, as much as we say we want our guys to be soft and, you know, emotional and all that, um, sometimes we're not, you know, we're not used to seeing them that way. So it kind of blows your mind yeah. when all of a sudden you look and your guys in tears. So handle it well, you yeah. know, just open up your arms and hold them and then talk about it later. Yeah. If it happens. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good stuff. And that's the whole intimacy thing. I got really deep. But in a good way. But I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought about yeah. that. That's, Sandra, that's what sucks me in. Is that yeah? deep. Yeah, that is what sucks me into this, is the intimacy. It is so... It's intense. And it's it's a hook. And it just... It's like the crack for me. You know, seeing like that guy that especially if the contrast is huge like it's a really masculine guy and he's all mm. manly and la 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 and then all of a sudden that vulnerability and the intimacy and he just opens up and the emotion ah yep that yeah. would be it wow oh, i'm feeling things i like that our um, <laughs> our musical um like just not by choice, but the, the, we're getting like heavy metal music as our our background <laughs> to this like lovely end of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about you know, because there's always something wonderful that happens at the end of an episode, or you really kind of get to the heart of something, and it's always neat where the conversation goes. So, so so one last thing that <laughs> okay. I want to make sure that we don't forget to mention is. Okay. This whole trading places thing, and I actually prefer to call it trading places as opposed to role reversal, because role reversal can actually be a pretty charged thing for people. They okay. they picture all kinds of. Well, the only reason I, I use that is because when you say role reversal and you're talking to the vanilla people, then they kind of freak out because then their mind goes to porn and and they think about the feminization, which all of these things. You know, if that is your deal, then more power to you. It's oh, is awesome. role reversal a specific search term and and category of, mm-hmm. of porn? Oh, okay, I see. Well. And and they tend to really play on the feminization stuff when it's uh, pegging porn. They play on it huge. They dress up the guy like a woman. And so it freaks some guys out. It freaks some people out. So I call it trading places because forget all the clothing. Forget all that. You are now the giver. You are the fucker. You are the person running the fuck, as I mm. like to call it. Ooh. Yeah. And it's exciting as hell. And it's it's really, really fun. And then the guy gets to do the other part. Well, okay, here's what happens. It's almost like experiencing sex from the opposite side of the bed, so to speak. Because all of a sudden you go, oh, wow, there's this much involved in fucking somebody? And you so appreciate your partner more and you have um, compassion for them and mm-hmm. empathy. And so the next time he fucks you, you're like, yeah, I know. This takes a lot and this is awesome and you rock. And the same thing, he finds out how important foreplay is. He, you know, and yeah. probably the next time that you guys have regular sex, he approaches it differently because it's like, oh yeah, I remember this part. And and also he finds out that not ever all the time do you want to get penetrated. You know, yeah. sometimes it's just not a penetration night. Mm-hmm. I like to tell people that asses have personalities, and sometimes it's just not an ass night. <laughs> and mine is super silly. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got, uh, you've, or, I'm sorry, you've got compassion, 
and you have empathy and it builds intimacy, that is the key. It builds intimacy. And so it deepens intimacy intensely for people when they do pegging. It's awesome. Mm. Well, on that note, where can people find you out in the world? Larkin, do you have a any anywhere? No? Um, just come see me at Pleasure Chest. Um, well, we're teaching our class, so... Yes, this Wednesday. Well, this is actually going up the day of our class, oh. so come tonight to, to see the <laughs> class. Yay! Yay. <laughs> um, and Larkin's little with the pink hair. Super cute. Um, Ruby, where is, where's your website, Twitter, all that, where people can check you out and get more info? I'm on Twitter at Ruby underscore writer. Mm-hmm. I have a Facebook page and a profile. And my main website for the the freak flag flying is peggingparadise.com. And then I also have um, uh, pegging101.com for just strictly informational stuff. Uh, I, I sell erotic story subscriptions on my Pegging Paradise one, and they kind of lean to like a little bit of femdom stuff. Mm-hmm. So for people who enjoy that, that's there. Um, and... What I started to tell you when I first saw you this afternoon was uh, I just got news that one of my erotic stories is going to be included in the best women's erotic of 2014. Oh, congratulations. Edited by Violet Blue, so that's coming up. But one one of the other, thank you. One of the other things I'm working on is a book that will be done really soon and up on Kindle for guys to buy and give to their women to introduce them to pegging. It's going to be written in my voice, and it's not going to be very long. You just read it all in one sitting. So hopefully that will help a whole lot more women become comfortable with this and just do the butt. Yeah. Oh, that's a wonderful tool. Mm -hmm. Thank you for making that. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Aw, you guys. Um, All right. Well, as we say around these parts, go team fun. (laughs) Use lube. (laughs) Now leaving Nerdist.com. 